welcome, friend, to Godly Voice Notes, a podcast which explores how we can live holy lives as ordinary people called to live extraordinarily in Christ Jesus. May this be a sacred space of informal and rich conversation in which we fearlessly address gritty issues with sincerity, fun and practical application. I hope that together we grow, question and pray on this journey deeper into our God-given faith and that through it we are equipped to become more God-fearing, spirit-hungry and biblically grounded. wondering what today's topic is exactly. I feel like there's a few analogies related to transport which I find really helpful for thinking about faith and our relationship with God and prayer and I just felt that they might be some interesting things to share today so bear with me. (laughs) I think there's a reason that Jesus spoke in parables and it's because There's so much about the world around us that we can apply to our faith, our walk with God, and therefore we can learn from things that we understand very easily in the world around us. We can apply those things to more difficult concepts to grasp, more sort of otherworldly, supernatural things. A bit like when Jesus was speaking to Nicodemus and he said that if you cannot understand the things of this world how will you understand the things of God or the holy things or the supernatural things and I think Jesus one of the reasons Jesus spoke in parables was obviously because the message of God is in some ways hidden in some ways needs to be uncovered and needs to be found it's not sort of just directly there it's something you have to sort of seek to find But I also think it's because we understand the things in the world around us, whereas godly things are very difficult to grasp. So I apologise, the sound quality is not fab today because I can't find my mini microphone and I'm out in the British countryside. It's a gorgeous day and it is a little bit windy. You can probably hear me clomping along in my hiking boots along a bit of a rocky path but I think that's very fitting for today's thoughts. So I want to talk about three modes of transport. The bike, my absolute favourite transport, the car and the aeroplane and of course walking is probably a more biblically relevant transport because that is how the majority of people would have travelled in the days of Jesus. So quite fitting that I am on foot today. As I was cycling home the other day, I had some really interesting thoughts, which I just want to share today. Unfortunately, the weather was awful, as is quite typical in this country. Um, The rain was coming down hard. It was absolutely freezing cold. It was like getting horizontal sleet in your face. And it was quite miserable. And I remember thinking, oh, this is so miserable. And yet, I love my bike. I love cycling, as I say. I think it's my favourite mode of transport. But sometimes it's not that enjoyable. And I was thinking about this. If you'd asked me 
on that day as I was cycling home absolutely freezing wet. If you'd asked me if I'd enjoyed, if I was enjoying that particular cycle, I would have absolutely said no. But if you'd asked me, what do you think about cycling? I would have still said I love it. Because I've had so many other experiences which are brilliant. I know what it is to cycle on a warm day, to cycle with the sun on your arms and the cool breeze whipping through your hair. And the majority of the time, I do enjoy cycling. And my bike, I call it my trusty steed. And it also has a proper name. I have a name for it. <laughs> I always have a name for all my cars and all my bikes. But it is also a trusty steed in my head because it's very reliable. It's always, um, yeah, it's always been something I can count on. I am definitely an all-weather cyclist, not a fair-weather cyclist. And it doesn't matter what the weather is. My bike is always reliable. And I was thinking about how that relates to faith, my relationship with God. Actually, faith is not always easy. There are some days where it feels like I'm cycling into sleeting rain. But it's still something that I love. It's still the most important thing. And it's because we know from experience and from memory that there are lots of very good times in faith. And the majority of the time... It's a very good thing. But sometimes it will be hard. And I think we have to be realistic and honest with each other. But sometimes faith is really hard. Sometimes faith can be a miserable road to walk. I mean, look at Jesus and what he walked through. The Bible tells us, Jesus told us to pick up our cross and carry him. And that's the reality of a life of faith is walking through some really hard times. But I hope that even in those hard times, if asked, we could say, yes, I love God above all things. And although it's hard in faith right now, I know that there are better times to come. I know that I have so many good memories with the Lord to draw on. So that was something that just came to me as I was cycling. Another analogy related to transport, which I find really interesting, is to do with driving. And it came to me again whilst I was driving. And I was thinking about the fact that when you're driving, you are stationary. In the sense that you're sat in your driving seat and you don't physically move anywhere. And yet, whilst in your driving seat, you travel great distances. You can travel hundreds of miles in very short periods of time. And I find that really fascinating that you can both be completely still whilst at the same time you can be travelling great distances. And for me, my car is a really important place of prayer and of worship. I actually think of it as a chapel. When I think of the stories of Jesus going off to the mountains to be in a private, quiet space. I look around me in the place that I live, in a busy city, and actually it's quite difficult to get away to the mountains. Even if you do often, especially during COVID, there's lots of people out and about in the parks, in the countryside, 
and therefore it isn't always a very solitary place. But for me, my car is a really solitary place. I often, for work, commute long distances because my work moves around quite often, so it's quite difficult to live where I work. And that journey in the morning and the evening becomes part of my rhythm and becomes a time when I can be totally at one with the Lord. Part of it is because I know that in general people outside can't hear me when you're whizzing along a motorway or a busy road and you've got all the windows up. It's a place where you can speak out loud, you can sing, praise, even shout, cry without anyone hearing you, without anyone knowing that that's happening and that's a really sacred space for me. And interestingly, I've just bought a new car and I've always found it really important to pray over my car and pray that it's a space which is, um, is sacred and that the car is in some way sanctified or anointed. And that might sound strange to you if that's not a practice that you've ever had, but it's something I try to do whether I move into a new house or I get a new car. Um, I just think it's really powerful to actually pray over that thing because it's going to be a space that you occupy for a long period of time. And that was kind of inspired by a pastor I met out in Cameroon who, during a visit to a hotel overnight, as soon as we got there, he prayed over the room. He prayed that anything unhelpful that was in that space already would be pushed away, that would be cleansed, and that it would be a space of rest and peace. And I thought that's a really amazing way of sort of christening something new. We talk about christening something when you first receive it. So it's a practice I've tried to take on and it's been a real blessing to me. So back to the car. I thought the car, the fact that you are both travelling great distances and yet not travelling, not moving at all, is quite analogous to prayer. Because when we pray, when someone's got something going on in their life and we say, oh, I'll pray for that, it can quite often seem like, well, you're not going to be doing anything. You're not really helping, are you? And yet you're praying, which is a really powerful tool that we believe as Christians can affect that situation. And therefore, I think it is similar to being in the driving seat, that you are very much staying still. You're not busying about doing things, trying to solve the problem yourself. You're getting into the car and saying, I'll let the car take me from A to B and I think prayer is quite like that you can start at A and you're praying for example praying about someone you find very difficult Jesus says pray for your enemies and when you're at A A might be feeling really negative about that person really being angry at them disliking them and through that time of prayer I think you can go on a journey through the spirit from A to B B being seeing that person much more as God sees them seeing them through the eyes of God seeing that they are valued they are loved they are fallen and that they need Jesus' help, just like all of us do. And sometimes prayer can be a situation that you feel helpless in and you can go from A, of feeling helpless, to B, feeling empowered by the Lord because he is someone who saves, he is someone who changes situations for us. And so I was thinking about it a bit more and I was thinking, right, well, maybe sometimes when we're trying to go from A to B in our own strength, it's a bit like walking. Now, if you try to walk from, let's say, Southampton to Edinburgh, that's right from the south of the UK to the north, or let's say Land's End to John O'Groats, that's really is the most south to most north, you would take an awfully long time if you ever got there. Weeks. If you're trying to do it in your own strength, you may never get there. Now, you can be helped along, perhaps, by others, so that might be going by bike. Even so, it's still going to take you, potentially, days to weeks to get there. But if you, the analogy being the car being 
God or being your faith, being prayer, if you say, I'll go by car, you can get there in a number of hours. And the fact is you're not doing the thing, you're not trying to solve it yourself, you're not trying to walk there, but you're trusting the car to get you there. Now, it doesn't mean just totally taking away any of your own agency or autonomy in the sense that for a car to run, the driver still needs to fuel the car, maintain the car, drive the car. So you're not a passenger, you're an active driver, and yet it's very much the car that is taking you from A to B. The final mode of transport which relate to faith is uh, aeroplanes. And it's not so much an analogy as the way that it can transport us. So I think flying by plane is such an incredible privilege. There's only a very small portion of the world population who have the privilege of going on planes due to the financial cost and the availability. It's also an area that I am struggling when I think about now in terms of the environmental impact. I have flown a lot in my life, which I'm really grateful for. I'm really grateful for the opportunities I've had to experience other cultures. But I'm also very aware of the very large environmental impact that that has had and continues to have for those who choose to fly. And it's something I'm grappling with as I do feel called to work in other countries. And therefore it's, yeah, it's definitely something I am wrestling with currently. But one thing I will say about flying, as it is such a privilege and it's always been something that I've seen that way, if I'm flying alone, I always ask to be put in a window seat. And the reason for that is I don't think a flight is just a means of getting from A to B. I think it's very much an experience and it's something that should be savoured and enjoyed because it is such an incredible opportunity. If you think of the many, many, many generations who have gone before us who could only imagine flying and it really is a very recent invention as human history goes and I absolutely love to look out the window and see the world from above. It's a really unique view, even now with things like Google Earth, Google Maps. It's still totally unique to be physically that high in the air and to be able to look down on all those sort of toy towns and seeing cars move around. And when you're much higher, seeing whole landmarks. I remember seeing Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania from the air when I was actually going to live in the foothills of that mountain for a long period of time. And it was just amazing to see that from the air and I just think how can you sit in a middle seat and just put on your eye mask and go to sleep this is the most amazing moment especially when it has such an environmental impact and there's so few people in the world who can do it it's really to be savoured and obviously not everyone can sit on the window seats unfortunately (laughs) but one thing I've noticed about flying and I think part of it is travelling in itself It can be a really thin space. What I mean by that is a place where you can really connect very quickly, very easily with the Lord. And I think perhaps travelling does open you up a little bit more to new experiences. And when you fly, there's a lot of of stress beforehand and there's stress afterwards. But that time in the air 
is a really protected time, a really free time. There's nothing normally that you need to do in that time. Often you've done all the things you needed to get to the airport and you need to get your travel documents together, et cetera, et cetera. And when you arrive, there's lots that need to be done. Maybe you're in a new culture, you need to meet the friends or the family or the strangers who are meeting you or get on a bus and go to wherever it is you're going. But that time in the air is a time when you're really safe, I think, and really protected with usually not much to do and that's why lots of people watch films in that time and I've had so many amazing times with the Lord whilst flying I read an article once that said that you are much more likely to cry at altitude that people on planes are much more likely to cry at films and books they're reading and I can definitely relate to that I don't know if it is scientifically true but again perhaps there's sort of a sense of that being a thin space somewhere that you're more emotionally open and as I say I've had some time of real communion with the Lord whilst flying and I just really encourage people who maybe haven't thought about that space before if you do fly whether it's once in a blue moon for a holiday or some people do it regularly for business really harness that time and rather than just watching something potentially mindless on the television potentially just even a small part of it to set aside for prayer I'd really encourage you in that and there is a sense that when you are so high up, you are in some ways closer to God, not that he is physically in the sky, but it reminds me of that question that the Samaritan woman asked Jesus. Your people say we should worship in the temple. My people say we should worship on the mountain. What do you say? And he says, a time is coming and has now come that we will worship in spirit and in truth. And I really hope that we are a people who worship in spirit and truth and it's incredible I don't think we realize our generation what a blessing it is to not need to be in a particular place to worship God because for so many generations before us you did need to be in a particular place you needed to be in the temple you needed to be on the mountain and I do think that for me being in a plane is very much like being on the mountain with God but I also rejoice that I am part of a generation because of Jesus and what he did for us who are able to worship God wherever we are and I guess that's how I'd like to end by saying I wanted to just think about a few modes of transport today which have taught me a lot about my faith my walk with God but actually how incredible that we can worship God whilst on a journey. We can worship God whilst moving between moments in time. And I just really encourage you to think about what moments you have in your day, whether moving from one place to another in a mode of transport or other little nuggets of time while waiting for a bus or while waiting for things. Where can you connect with God? Where do you have moments that you're alone and that perhaps you've got some protected time? going to pray for us now. Heavenly Father, it is such a privilege to have modes of transport to use. And whether we are people who walk, whether we're people who drive, get the bus, fly, or many other modes of transport, we pray that you would open us up to consider those times as times with which we can pray, times which we can use to worship and to be in communion with you. Thank you that, Jesus Christ, you made it possible for us to worship you in 
spirit and in truth rather than in any particular geographical location. And we pray that through the normal things of life, we would learn more and more about your ways, that life would become like parables for us, where we can grow deeper in our faith with you. I pray these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thanks so much for joining. As you can probably tell, I am no longer walking outside. There was a little pause in the recording and I'm back home. So the sound quality is quite different. Such a joy that you could join me today. And we now have a WhatsApp group where I just send a little reminder out. So every fortnight there's a new episode. Just send a reminder out to anyone who wants to be reminded that there's a new episode. Do send me a message if you want to be part of that. The podcast mobile number is plus four four if you're outside the UK. If you're in the UK, 07377-900126. Thank you so much for taking the time to join me for this podcast today. I pray you've been inspired, encouraged and challenged. If so, please subscribe to the podcast. And if you know anyone else who you think would find it useful, then please share this with friends, families and your church groups. Feel free to contact us with any topic ideas or if you feel inspired to come on as a guest. Most importantly, go out this week and shine like stars for the Lord. Bye.